0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated sports book. Make sure you download the app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. It's a Monday, and it is free agency getting ready to begin as the offseason's underway. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and Ryan Herrera. Lots to talk about. I mean, there's tons going on. We've got players opting out. We have uh, teams picking up options on players today. Uh, We have the GM meetings getting ready to start in Las Vegas on Tuesday. So the work is about to begin, and we'll get deep and heavy into that throughout the podcast. Um, We have a World Series recap coming and we had a great weekend. How are you guys feeling coming off the big tailgate, the CHGO tailgate? Everybody recovered? Oh, yeah. uh, I'll just say that I had a headache at 8 p.m. So <laughs> uh, I don't think that's called a he- just a headache, Cody.
0: Uh, we'll just say that I'm getting old. Uh, and I've been <laughs> saying that for like three years now. So uh, that's okay. But I, uh, you know, it was a good time. Uh, the wind, uh, that was the only thing that I could complain about. Uh, wow. But, but man, like... I kudos to all of us who stuck it out because like man the the sun being blocked by the tall building and then the wind added it felt like we were there in like mid-december and brutal we were we were battling like we were you know for morale purposes only we were we were battling the weather a little bit
1: we weren't dressed for it i won't make that mistake this weekend
0: no yeah Yeah, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to at least have five layers yeah, all, all
2: I had was a hoodie and a, and a bear jersey on. So I was like, I was not expecting it to be that windy. I was expecting the sun to come out. Because all Luke talked about last week was how <laughs> awesome the weather was going to
0: be. It was, be it was pretty nice later six. in the day. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, advertised yeah. the tailgate as, oh, it's going to be 65 degrees. It's going to yeah. be perfect. <laughs> and it, it did eventually. Eventually. Like by the time the tailgate was over.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> perfectly <laughs> honest. If you were in the sun, it was really nice. It was just the wind that felt like. Yeah. Right, it was the wind was just crazy, and so I don't expect that this weekend. I had, I had a good time. The Stan's Donuts we had for breakfast. Yes. Then then I went Burgers, uh, Green Ridge Farm, hot dogs, and meat sticks, and they had brats there. Uh, the meat sticks were awesome. Everything oh, yeah. was good. The food. Was there was great. so
0: many left over. I can't wait to go to the office tomorrow and you know get my hands on one or two more that are left over. Hopefully.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. that's
2: that's the dream. That's Cody's that's dream.
1: Yeah. Oh, and if you're uh, thinking about going this weekend, I mean, geez, I, I don't I, I don't want to spend any time on this really because it's a it's a Cubs podcast, but I mean Justin Fields, whoa. We we might actually have ourselves oh, a quarterback finally. Like that was the real deal. So if you're gonna go see him and uh take on the Lions, hopefully carve up the Lions. Uh we got another tailgate coming on Sunday, same oh, spot. Yeah. Michigan Roosevelt, forty six bucks, all uh CH all CHGO.com, right? Yes. And uh get your tickets there, the booze, the food, the drinks, uh, the good times, and we'll be there again. Right? Have a good time. Yeah, Yeah, Justin Um, Fields rushing prop continues to
0: hit. It's hit like the last month. Like it I keep telling people. Just keep just keep hammering it. It's the best. I see 187
2: yards, something like that. Rushing broke the single game record. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Whatever it was. Yeah. It was it was insane. Absolutely. I mean, he was uh he looked every bit like Michael Vick in his prime mixed with any good quarterback from today, right? Like it's it's the first time in my life, and I saw Hogue said it on the podcast where I thought the Bears this season might have the better quarterback than the Packers. Like three picks for Aaron Rodgers, they look terrible. And it's like, is it finally gonna turn? Is it oh, finally gonna turn? Because it. it looks like the Packers are done so it's chef's kiss material
0: guys yeah like that like I, I the bears had no expectations come this year the packers still were like looked at as super bowl contenders
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's, it's it's a beautiful thing man
0: it's the only oh, thing get me through the football season it's the only thing it's it you know it's like when aaron Rodgers goes to the playoffs and we all celebrate him losing the playoffs like it's like, like it's the one day of the football season that we enjoyed, like the last decade and a half. That's what we, that's the one day, but we're getting it yep. every Sunday now. Every, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the best. And I'm with
1: Nier and it was perfect, right? You got, in, in my eyes, there were, there were a couple of horrible calls, obviously. First, the pass interference and then the non-pass interference, but you know what? It led to a loss. It's leading to a better draft pick. It might cost me my uh, bet that I, I took the over, you know, five and a half. For wins for the Bears this year, but mm. you got the progress and the loss and an entertaining game. Yeah, yeah I can handle was, that. I, I'd like to take Packers.
2: It's kind of like where the Cubs were at this year, right? It was all about the yeah. progress. The, the losses right. didn't matter in the end as much as like make the ten game losing streak or whatever it was <laughs> it was hard to get through. It yeah. was all about the progress. It was all about seeing the guys you want to develop develop, and you know Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, those guys did what mm-hmm. they, they, they were supposed to. Nico Horner um now you're kind of seeing it on the football field the baby bears and the you know grown-up bears yep. yeah They're all doing it and yes, uh,
0: Aaron I will celebrate the Packers and Cardinals losing even though they own us I will do it you know why because that's what being a fa- a fan is all about do not I do not tell you how to fan don't tell me how to fan we <laughs> don't tell anyone in the chat how to fan we never have
2: <laughs> well what, what was Luke's what was Luke's thing like months ago? Was tell me how to how cub. How I won't cub. tell you
1: how to cub. Exactly. I mean, cub how you want I mean, I mean, to I mean, cub, something like I mean, that. However you want to cub. Uh speaking of the cubs, uh, I see Dubs is in there talking about the comment from Dusty Baker and, and the possible Contreras trade. We will get to that in a little bit, but I mean uh we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh it is interesting and just as interesting was watching the end of that World Series. Um uh, Dusty finally gets one. The first thing I thought of when it when it ended was they were all piling on Dusty in that dugout. And I thought, the toothpick's going to go through his. He's going to choke on the toothpick. Like <laughs> this, this is it. There were too many guys on top of him. He couldn't control the toothpick. And somehow he pulled it off. And now, in my eyes, he should ride off into the sunset. Walk away. Just, Mike, it be drive, drawn. leave it. <laughs> yeah. David Ross style. Come back. Yep, in that's few what years, I would do. Your manager.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go ahead ryan
2: yeah i was gonna say i mean i think my favorite part about that was dusty you know when when castellanos pops the ball up and even like even like the ball's in the air dusty immediately goes and just goes into the scorebook <laughs> doesn't even like start celebrating just goes in the scorebook finishes it up and i'm like like that's that's a baseball guy right there. that's a baseball <laughs> lifer the guy goes he makes sure he he he, he puts out the, the f9 in there he, he finishes everything up. probably writes out like the hit totals and run totals and all that stuff and I don't know that that just like I was like, that's a baseball guy right there. (laughs) he doesn't start celebrating until until the job's done. till the job
0: is completely done. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, you know. Well, we we all know that I've been against the Astros all postseason until we got to the World Series. And, uh, you know, I'm I, I was happy for the guy and I understand that a lot of Cubs fans were against him. And understandably mm. so. In, in some aspects, a lot of people blame him for the 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 usage of Mark Pryor, Carrie Wood, blah 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 blah. We've talked about it at ends. Um, the fact that I I I think if you go back, like he kind of did blame Bartman for the whole thing instead of Alex Gonzalez. I think that was a thing. Someone was saying that in my mentions the other night. I don't remember that being a thing. But if I'm, I'm sure, if it was, like, let me know. Like, I don't know. But um. <laughs> I don't know. You know, It's kind of like what Ryan said, like baseball guy been in the, been in the league for 25 years, never won a world series, had a bunch of winning teams. And he always took like, he always took the slander or the blame for all those teams that lost. And like, someone was telling me that like someone was in my mentions on Saturday night, telling me that like this world series win was just gifted to him because of the roster and everything. And like, I, then I could say that about any manager that's ever won anything, yeah. because at the end of the day, it comes down to the players playing. Like yeah. man, like in my opinion, and this is why, like I don't like the whole thing with the White Sox and Tony La Russa. Sure, perhaps maybe the fact that he isn't of of this era and hadn't managed for ten years. Like, sure, maybe you can put some blame on him for that team not doing anything. But at the end of the day, the players are on the field, and they're the ones who are supposed to perform. And if they don't, yeah. then then, then they're not going to play or they're not going to win. And to me, like Dusty Baker, he didn't put the Astros in position to lose any of these games. And so for that, like, to me, like congrats to him and fine. Like there are worse dudes that have played for the Cubs or managed the Cubs or just in general that have won world series. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this one doesn't move the needle for me. Like it it's not like, it's not like, you know there it's not like Dusty Baker was known around the league as a bad dude. like he was definitely a definition of like a player's coach like and like we have our own guy like that ourselves like so like I don't know to me if I were to not have been happy for the guy, then I feel like that's a little hypocritical. Um, so it is what it is. I'm I still don't like the Astros. I still don't <laughs> like I don't like that I was cheering for them in the World Series, but selfishly, I did not want to see Kyle Schwarber win another ring with another team. Like I understand why a lot of people were, but like, at the end of the day, like I want Kyle Schwarber to be remembered world series champion with the Chicago Cubs. And that's it. And I understand that that's selfish. I absolutely do, but I don't care. All right. That's just how it is. Sorry.
2: (laughs) No, I, um, I, I also want to say like, it's it's so funny. Like you mentioned just how long dusty has been in baseball like as a player and as a manager i think he did win one world series as a player but he it's did been, yeah. like 30 something years that he didn't win uh, as a manager but like he played with hank aaron i think he was on deck when hank aaron broke the baseball record like um he invented the high five if you knew about that like he has so many awesome stories and he's been in baseball for so long um that he this was like this was it this was the missing piece for anyone that <clears throat> tried to say he wasn't going to be a hall of fame like that there's no argument against it anymore, like at all. Like he did it. Um and it, it, I don't know why it's popped in my head, but it's like when you think back or when you think about how much the Astros were truly truly did it for Dusty, right? Um, you look at 2016, nothing against Joe, but Joe didn't get mobbed by everyone in the dugout when the Cubs won the World Series. Dusty Baker literally had a crowd of people jumping on him when the Astros won on Saturday. Um and so I mean that just tells me just how much how much Th- these guys really cared about Dusty and cared about winning one for Dusty. Like, after, especially after the last year, um, you know, making it there, and then losing to the Braves uh, and managing to get back again this year after losing, you know, Carlos Correa and, and going through all that stuff. But, um, you know, doing it for Dusty, I, I, I mean, we know that like, they've talked about how important it was to them and, and you could really see it when it finally happened.
1: I see. Yeah. So. I, I was happy for him. He was always, um, Super nice to me when I—I I mean, I was covering the Cubs a lot back then, and he—he he was always nice. Always had time, uh, no matter what the question was. If he was busy, and it's funny because back then, I thought of—I thought he was really old back then. Like he, he you know, it was like talking to your grandfather. He was—he was an older guy, but still trying to play the part with the sweatbands and the toothpick, you know, <laughs> the batting gloves sometimes. Like, but always a nice guy. And even when he came back, whether it was the Reds, the Nationals. Uh, it didn't matter. He was, um, it was always kind of first class. And I, I, I know personally, it seemed like he felt that he kind of was uh, made a scapegoat here for that team a little bit. And I, I think that's, that's pretty fair in some ways. Like I, I'm not saying he didn't have a role maybe in, in some of the things that went on, but he took more blame than he certainly deserved. And he showed, you know, he was the right guy for this mix who was trying to Rebound from one of the worst scandals in baseball history after cheating in the World Series, and yeah. that's the guy that they went to. So I'm, I'm happy that's for him. Like I hope other thing today.
0: too. Like, a, like I think it's like it's a big deal that they like he took that team. Like he even wanted to be the manager for that team yeah. after that scandal because, like, to this day, like the enti- it was the World versus the Astros, right? Like, mm-hmm. like no one wanted to see the Astros win, but. They won, and, like, he took – he he was, like, front and center, ready to protect his guys after the scandal. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like everything that I've said about Correa and why I kind of like him in terms of, like, how he could be a really good leader for the Cubs if the Cubs were to get him. That guy stood up and still, like, stood up for all his teammates and stuff during that, that shit. And, like, that's kind of like what Dusty Baker is doing. And that's why he's, like, a full-on players coach, and that's something that – At the very, at the very least I respect. And like, that's just not an easy job for someone to even want to like, to even
1: go into, let alone Mm -hmm. want
0: to have, you know what I mean? And
1: 73, by the way, Brian G saying Luke calling someone old. Dusty Baker's age to my age is almost the same as my age is to Ryan's age. Yeah, that's true. How about that? Yeah. That's, like, oh, man. that's really <laughs> the difference. <laughs> yeah. So, Just you so know, Ryan, in, in like 20-some years, if I ever win the World Series, you'll be like, oh, I worked with that old man one time, and he seemed old then. <laughs> <laughs> to me, at least, yeah. But you mentioned Schwarber. Let's get to the who you got World Series winner. Cody won the regular season. Then it's debatable who won the early no. season rounds. Steven
2: already picked me in the
1: early now season Now it's one. possible after all his bitching and moaning that Ryan finally may have won something. But it's let's just take a look at the teams that we had put together. We had to pick four players. There didn't have to be any kind of Cubs connection. You didn't have to pick a pitcher if you didn't want to. It was strictly four players. I had the first pick in this snake draft. And I went with Schwarber, and I'll be honest with you. When Schwarber hit that home run in Game Six, I thought this was going seven. You guys were heavy on the Astros in this, and I was thinking Phillies maybe in seven. Realistically, I went all Phillies players because you guys were so heavy on Astros players. Nola didn't have a great series. Yeah. Hoskins, well, Castellanos, mom is sticking up for him. I re- I really had Schwarber, right? Yeah, I would three say homers
0: so. though. Three homers. He showed up. He continued to be yeah, what he is did. in the postseason.
2: Especially in the World Series. Like he World Series Kyle Schwarber is
1: it's a different animal. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you that. So I mean, then Ryan's team. Uh I wouldn't say Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper wasn't better than Schwarber, but you do have the World Series MVP in Pena. And I will say Man, I didn't I know say. as much about that guy. You watch oh. him in the, in the playoffs and in this World Series. No wonder they don't care they lost Correa. Yeah. Hold on. You say Bryce Harper wasn't better than Kyle Schwarber in the World
2: Series. Yeah. Bryce Harper, if you go on baseball reference, championship win, probab- win probability added for offensive player. Bryce Harper's was better than Kyle Schwarber's. These are
1: Herrera and, metrics right here. Look, Herrera we'll get, metrics. Wait,
2: okay, also, I'm going to say, did you see Schwarber in left field in that game six? The amount of misplayed balls he had? Yeah, at least two, maybe even three. I don't that know why you're
1: attacking Kyle game. Schwarber. I'm already no, saying man. that you beat me. I'm just saying Schwarber was better than Bryce Harper.
0: I don't think at he
1: what was it that I'm game playing.
0: three? Game three? I guess that was probably Harper's best game. Yeah, yeah so? I think you're right. Yeah, but McCuller was bad. McCuller's was pretty bad. And then the I know the McCullers Astros was won as we talked, but like sitting in the locker room and taking a shot at everyone after being the worst, one of the worst pitchers during the World Series. I'm just going to say, not a good look. I think it should be points taken away for who you got for you. So. Um, I, who knows, <laughs> this is the man. first he, time
1: Cody's campaigning. All Cody's the Verlander games. had a legacy game in game five. He was good. Verlander was good. He didn't
0: go seven, strike out 10, but he you finally the best got pitcher. the World Series win. On. He finally All got I'm not it. Saying is, Jordan I'm not Alvarez. Saying. Freaking moonshot gave gave the Astros their own version of what Pujols did to them when Brad Lidge played was terrible one for the,
2: rest of the World Series
0: but they but he hit the biggest home run of the World
1: Series far none since far 2016
0: none. <laughs> sure yes
1: biggest one no. since 2016 and before 2016 it was Kirk Gibson i mean i <laughs> that that was that home run was just that was a moonshot. Was a just, run. They hit that home run and that game was over. They should have just stopped right there. That yeah, was yeah. that was nuts. I feel no, like I, I
0: have a good case. I have a good case, but you do have the World Series MVP. So. I have the World Series MVP.
2: Bregman Bregman was better than Jordan in the series. I will give you McCullers. McCullers was bad that game, but I will I will also say he was tipping his pitches. And had he, you know, had he gotten that game seven start. He would have been able to, you know, fix fix how he was tipping his pitches and he probably would have dominated. You know how you don't tip for the the Astros
1: tipping their pitches.
0: You know who you know who doesn't tip pitches and you know who who, why he doesn't tip pitches. Justin Verlander and he gets to go home with Kate Upton. So that's another point for me. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if
1: I can decide on this one. I will say I didn't win, but (laughs) it is very close. It is very close because the two pitchers
0: and Altuve had a better series than he did. Now, see, I take
1: season. points away for Altuve because he just rubs me the wrong way. I, he's still one of the guys that I look at and I go, look at that baggy Jersey. Hey, he's a cheater. There's something well, underneath. He has that. Bregman. So, I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But uh, there's something about Altuve. I, he, he's Trey Mancini
0: had a huge defensive play.
1: He did. He did. And he beat cancer. Annoying. I mean, what else? do <laughs> I know? wouldn't mind him on the Cubs next year, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: That was one of the one of the few things Trey Mancini did was make a great defensive play at first.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, hey, we got a, we got a lot of lot to get to. So, baseball season's over. Cubs didn't win the World Series again, and uh, now we have the GM meeting starting in Vegas. We'll talk about that in a second. Lots going on, but Ryan, uh, Vegas is a place you are going to want to take Shady Rays when people go. You know, you go to Vegas, Shady Rays at the at the blackjack table. You are going to want your Shady yeah. Rays at the pool. You're going to want your Shady Rays just walking down the strip.
2: Yeah, no, uh, Vegas, if, if you're going to Vegas, and especially, you know, sometimes sunglasses are, will fall off your head when you're in Vegas because, you know, things happen. You have a couple too many drinks, um, and you want to have you want to have a pair of shades that you have a very, very good protection plan with, right? So Shady Rays is one. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, drop them in the lake, off a cliff. You're in Vegas and they fall off your head, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you, holding in my hand, seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Ray's customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five star reviews. Shady Ray's also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find
1: all their newest and best shades. Very, very good. Our next partner is a product I've been using literally every day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy and optimized immune system. Now I've been on it since April and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy, but oh, it is healthy. Instead, it's got a mild tropical taste and it's just great. I take it every morning. So here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, Whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, Cody, after a tailgate, focused and aging, all of those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so it's the first thing I do on an empty stomach, and giddy up, there I go. Lifestyle friendly, too, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. All good with AG1, and you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes, 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com CHGO Cubs. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I will say also, you know, I feel good after the tailgate. And I, I we had a chance to meet Ryan's dad and uncle were at the tailgate.
0: Yeah, and on the side,
1: Ryan's dad came over and said, listen, if he gets out of line, you have permission to ground him. So I now have permission to ground Ryan on this podcast if need be. Just when the slander comes, you lay the <laughs> hammer down. That's right. See, no more trying to steal who you got. Never that's trying
2: right. to steal it, just I just won, man. I won. It that, was, that's it. It was
1: it was good to meet them and have a, a few laughs. Uh, enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh let's see. All right. So shall we talk the off-season about this officially thing? here? Should we get to the Instagram video real quick? How we're how we're I'm launching ourselves different. into the offseason. Sure, sure. If you're I watching on YouTube, this is something I saw come oh, across my feet today. Ejecto, Steve.
2: Oh my god!
1: Oh my! Terrifying! God. Terrifying! Even watching oh, it a second time makes me want to throw up. Oh! They're up on some oh. platform on a cliff, and the guy's just oh. like a lounge chair, and me. catapults them like a pumpkin over the cliff towards a rocky river oh, no. that looks like it's. Way further down than if you were at the top of the Willis Tower or Sears Tower. And he parachutes like maybe it looks like a parachute popped out at the very end.
0: Yeah, at the very end,
1: like that guy. I I would have been hitting that parachute the moment I got lifted into the air. I'd have put it in the chair. I would have launched it in the chair.
0: And I still would have.
1: First of all, I'm not going to be able to push the parachute. I've had a heart attack already half of the way down. Absolutely not. Never never if i no. won if i won the 2 billion dollar powerball no chance still wouldn't do it if he gave me the 2 million from the powerball no chance no, but no, that's man. how cody's going into this offseason you know and that's how the and i know he's going to say that's how the cubs need to hit this offseason Absolutely. ejecto seat right into it
0: they need them they need they need to they need to do stuff they need to do stuff early and often man like like i i like we've been sitting we've been sitting here speculating crying pleading all that stuff all summer <laughs> the spring and fall included like just i don't care how you do it just just do do something yeah. do something yeah. like make like set the tone set the tone for the off season, man because like whole boy
1: has it just been miserable
0: <laughs> like I don't know how else to say it. Like it's finally
1: here though. It's yeah, finally no. here. The the I list mean, of guys is out, right, Ryan? We got nine yeah. more guys have opted out. Yep. Yeah, we should have that. Uh, nine more guys have opted out, but that's
2: on like how i forgot the number of free agents that are you know, players 141? that are forty technically... one, I could yeah, be so, wrong. I think it? it's like 140. 140 yeah. something. I was gonna say 130 something, but you know, right around there. But yeah, so nine nine more players opted out of their uh their contracts. Obviously, you look at the list, and those uh, a few of those have been linked to the Cubs, uh, including Xander Bogaerts, Carlos Correa, Carlos Rodon. Um, as DeGrom. much of a long shot, yeah, I was gonna say as much of a long shot as I think it is. Jacob Degrom is also on there. There's always um, Zach
1: Davies.
0: <laughs>
1: Yikes! Zach,
2: Zach Davies he should be a, a name
1: that
0: we do not speak of on this podcast too, like <laughs> Eric Sogard. Like, he should be a no-no, especially he since he's said, an awful person too. <laughs>
2: Um, but yeah, no. So, uh, I, I want to say Cubs obviously can't sign any players. I think it's still five days after the world series. So that would be about Thursday or so, um, right around the end of the GM meetings. Um, but it looks like already there are a few players that the Cubs will certainly have interest in. Um, and there's probably going to be a few more coming in the next couple days. Um, you know, teams may decline. I know, I know like John Heyman and them have been, um, tweeting out a lot of, you know, this team has accepted this player's contract. Like Tim Anderson was one that I saw. Um, so there's probably not gonna be, obviously not everyone is gonna hit the free agent market because that never happens. Um, but like there's nine already out there and Cubs aren't gonna be interested in all those guys that opted out, but there's 140 something uh, players on the market, it's gonna be more. And there's gonna be a lot of a lot of movement and I don't know how early it's gonna happen. Um, I know like it's, it's kind of weird. Cause like in basketball, as soon as the moratorium period ends, like the right. players are signing, like within. Yeah, seconds. they're done. And so baseball takes a large chunk of the off season for even some of the big names to get going. Um, but I am curious to see kind of where the Cubs start and, and how quickly they move into the market because they have holes to fill. They have holes to fill. And obviously they want to fill it with the best players they can. Uh, but, that may not be possible if they wait too long. If, if say Carlos Correa and Xander Bogarts, they wait to to engage in talks with them, and then they sign in the next couple of weeks, like that, clearly would be a, a hit to what the Cubs want to do. Uh, I'm not saying that is a, in any way the case, but uh, it would just be a scenario that could happen that would hurt the Cubs off season. Um, so they do have to, you know, get on, <laughs> maybe they don't have to launch themselves off a cliff um, <laughs> going into the off season, but they. They need to get going. Uh, and um, I'm assuming the GM meeting is kind of the launching point from that. And then from there, you can expect them to. You can expect them to just get going. I don't know if they'll sign anyone right out the gate, but they'll they'll be getting their the, the talks going pretty quickly.
1: A lot of times the uh, GM meetings lay the groundwork for deals that sometimes come then right before the winter meetings or at the beginning of the winter meetings, you know, like. They they start framing that and then maybe they want to teams want to go back and look at prospects that might be included in the deal. Ryan Anderson with a, a great comment in the chat saying last year free agency moved super fast because of the lockout, right? We'll see how it goes this year. I just I hope that Jed Hoyer uh got his rest this past weekend and that he's going into Vegas and he doesn't plan on sleeping. He won't be going to the casinos, he's just gonna get some work done because I agree, like. It'll be interesting when that first domino starts to fall on, whether it's one of those shortstops or one of the pitchers. But but all, when the first one happens, then you always wonder how things kind of domino mm-hmm. after that. And I would prefer that the Cubs be the one tipping the dominoes than the ones at the end of the domino game looking and going, oh, where where am I? Who can we still get? Like, press the action. I'd, I'd rather be the guy moves and everybody react as opposed to sitting back and waiting for what's the term they keep using. Um, Not wise spending. What do they keep saying? Intelligent, intelligent, intelligent spending. spending. Mm -hmm. I want intelligent spending, but in this, in in this free agency, I also want them to go all in on something. I don't care if that's uh, a trade for Otani, which we will talk a lot about with tomorrow with uh, Corey Friedman, or if it's, Overpaying for somebody like Rodon or DeGrom or Judge or whoever it might be. Like, I just want them to get going and go quickly on at least their first move. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. And, that, and that's kind of my thing is like, the earlier the Cubs make a big move, the more that we can, that we can at least have an idea of what they're envisioning for next season. Because, like, all we've been doing this entire year since the, this podcast became CHGO Cubs. Like, we've just all been speculating. That is literally what we have done the entire time because we knew 2022 was basically a wash and at best was going to be a wild card year if everything went absolutely right and it didn't. So, you know, we're talking about how we're going to get better for next year. We've literally been doing that all year. So, like, to me, it's like, Jed Hoyer. Carter Hawkins, they got to, they got to do something, man. Like just to, just to give me some like idea of what they're envisioning, because I can sit here. We can talk about how, you know, in the second half of the year, the team really took a big jump in terms of uh, player development. Talk about the top 10 farm system. They have all this and that, but at the end of the day, if they really want to be even a wildcard team. They got to make significant changes on the roster. They just simply do. And uh, you know, I'm not saying that Correa should be the first guy they sign, but they need they need to do something. They need to do something yeah. to, you know, fix the roster. And uh you know, I I think that the Correa thing could you know play out longer because you know how you know how these uh these front offices work with teams all across the league. Like he's going to be you know a a popular commodity. Every team's going to want him. Right. Mm -hmm. Or at least of the teams that are interested in Mm -hmm. like, it's going to come down to who's going to pay him more. And Mm -hmm. uh, at least, at least that's what the belief is. Right. And uh, you know, I just, I don't care how much they have to pay whoever, like just, especially him like, or Trey Turner, like it, it, you just got to do, you got to do what all the rumors have been saying all year. Every big, big talking head has said that the Cubs are going to be in on one of the top shortstops. I genuinely, at this point, do not care who it is. Just give me one. Just give me one. I don't care who. Uh,
2: Michael Colada asks, do we remember who owns this team? Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, I agree, and, and I'm going to go one further, Cody. I, th- I, Okay, I'm not going to say that they will for sure get one of those shortstops because it really comes down to what they want to do. like like money may be the driving force, but if they don't want to come to Chicago, they don't, they won't come to Chicago. There'll be other teams that do uh, want them that they may go to. Um, But I, I mean, I do think that is going to be the biggest priority of the season. And and that's just looking at the roster, you know, talking to Jed and, and, um, you know, Jed's end of season press conference. He wouldn't really comment on that, but uh, just based on what, yeah, the, what the roster construction, um, the changing of the rules next season, uh, as far as shifts go, um, there's just it makes too much sense for them uh, to go after a shortstop for them to not do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I think outside of maybe getting a top of the line starter, that may be priority number one, but getting one of these shortstop is right up there too. Maybe one A, one B. Uh, yeah. because it, it especially if they can hit, especially like Korea, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say again that. Um, out of the four, that would be if I'm the Cubs, that's probably the one I I would key in on because uh, he's younger, he may cost a little bit more, um, but I think he is arguably the best hitter on that uh, of that group, and probably has the ability to if he you know, when he does need to move off shortstop, he can and be pretty like, especially at third base. I think he can do that, um, but just overall, like that, I do think the Cubs will be very big players for one of those shortstop. I think they'll get one. Um, I guess we'll have to, again, remain and see what the players want to do. But I don't know that that's going to come anytime soon. You know, so I'm like, uh, if it it ends up being like a big, like a big uh, starting pitcher that they sign, hopefully that holds you over for the, whenever the shortstop signings start coming. I just,
0: I just think that we all just need some sort of sign that the Cubs are going to actually try.
1: I saw it, Cody. I saw it. It was your social media post from today. Was that Instagram? Did you see this Ryan? Cody put something out and all of a sudden music starts playing underneath it. The passion comes out and all of a sudden (laughs) some sort of tune starts playing with it. I'm like, Oh, he's, he's speaking it into existence. There's no way the Cubs could see this and not start to weep. You feel it inside their soul. So I think it's, I do think it's coming and I don't, I don't care, honestly, if it's – I know the frontline starter thing, but I have come around to the idea of if the starter is not there for, in this case, intelligent spending, if the if that guy is not there, then go all in on the bats. I, I don't care where you improve it at, but you have to make some improvements uh, with a couple of big splashes, not, not just one. There have to be a couple big splashes this offseason because, again, Wilson Contreras is gone. You, you have to add to the offense. There's no question about that. like you can't just add only pitching, but you could add only offense and then just kind of like intelligent spend for now. And then the Otani thing is the ultimate. I would like to see us for tomorrow's podcast. An idea might be we take we take a list of five guys, five names and not necessarily, hey, this is what i, I want to see them get this guy and this guy just a list of these these are the five players in a row that i think are targets or should be should be mm-hmm. targets who who are your favorite targets and that they might all be hitters they might all be pitchers but who are the five guys and they don't have to be realistic but who are the five free agents and or trade possibilities that you uh-huh. think are at least Fringe possibilities, even if that might be a 5%. Like if if you want to go down and put Mike Trout on the list, I don't care. Go ahead. But I wouldn't put him as high as one just because the possibility seems so minute that you would end up with Mike Trout.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, Carlos Archila comments. Could the Cubs sign two shortstops, one to fill in at third base and Nico at second base? That's an interesting question. I don't think they would. Um, that's a lot. That's going to be a lot of money to invest in two shortstops. You saw what happened with the Rangers um, last year with, I think it was, it was Seeger and was the other one. I'm Simeon. blanking Simeon. There you go. Um, that it didn't work out. Maybe, you know, they apparently are expected to be players again in free agency. So we'll see if their fortunes change. But um, and I think that's a, a lot of money to invest in two guys that primarily pay play the same position. Um, when, you have, you know, okay options around, you know, Patrick Wisdom, Nick Madrigal are okay options to, to help kind of fill in there. Um, and you have holes at plenty of other positions that probably would make more sense to use that money to spend on a pitcher, a center fielder, maybe not big money on a center fielder, but definitely some money. Um, first base, pitch, again, pitching, bullpen, whatever it is like that it would take a lot of money away from the resources that you would spend trying to fill the rest of those holes. Um, and I don't think that is – I don't think that would be my expectation that the Cubs would even really think about signing two of them. Let, I mean, that I, again, I think they want the one, at least one. Um, but I don't see them going and signing two of those guys.
0: Uh, um, it's not that I don't really want them to. It's more of like I just think that they, they need to go get – a center fielder or a pitcher and uh you know you make a good point ryan like yeah like wisdom and magical are nice role players but obviously and those shortstops are that we've been talking about are better than them and those guys should not be stopping the cubs from doing that potentially but again like like when we were talking about brandon nimmo last week i thought like that's a really nice uh idea for center field um you know and then we've talked about pitchers all year. I mean I, I don't know like I don't know if Rodon is on the on the Cubs uh list uh but you know they 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 need a top end one. They do. They just simply do. And uh I would rather them spend money uh all across the board uh for in for the needs. Like if you go and get if you go and 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 sign um Correa and Turner for example, like great but uh like you said yeah like I that's a lot of money invested on your infield and you still got mm-hmm. other holes to fill and to me if you're you got to spend the most money uh at the biggest holes and I do think the biggest holes are you know one guy on the infield and in center field and like you just, like you just can't go into 2023 and bank on Brennan Davis to be a guy you know what I mean like maybe if he was healthy and if he had been able to come up last year of course but yeah i just to me i'm with you but at the same time like it patrick wisdom and nick magical shouldn't be a reason that you that you don't consider.
2: No, and that's no. that's not what i'm saying i'm saying is that you have two players who could you know fit, like, aren't going to be superstars and but are capable of at least playing you know probably average average play throughout the year um whereas you you have the bigger hole in center that, that i'm going to rephrase that third and and you're trying to shore up another middle infield spot with a, another high price shortstop doesn't fill a hole as much as you could fill one in center field or at the top of the rotation or clearly in the bullpen or even at first base um, yeah. those are bigger holes and would be more more likely to be addressed then and it would also be different if they didn't have nico horn already a guy who can play second base at a gold glove caliber mm-hmm. level um, mm-hmm. That that would that would make it maybe maybe I could see a, a scenario where they do go and get a second shortstop, one of those second shortstops to fill that place. But at this point, you have Nico who can capably play second base. Uh, you already have in, in this scenario already have the one shortstop. There are bigger holes to fill. Um, that signing you say okay, example you sign Correa. That there's bigger holes to fill. That signing Trey Turner wouldn't wouldn't fill. There's bigger right. holes at that point that would need to be addressed first in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I tell you one thing from the weekend is, you know, first of all, the Cubs have had some injuries. We mentioned Brendan Davis and Canario. Um, if if there's a trade route, I guarantee you at these GM meetings, the name Matt Mervis will come up and teams will be asking about him. There's there, If teams are looking to trade with the Cubs, one of the names they'll have in the back of their head, Matt Mervis. I'm not saying the Cubs are going to be interested in moving him. I'm just saying other teams are going to start Mm -hmm. throwing his name out there after you have Arizona Fall League All-Star Game MVP. He's cranking home runs left and right, and he looks like he is really close to Mm -hmm. being Major League ready, maybe even opening day. And speaking of free agents, you know, we're talking about Contreras. Let's go back to the beginning of the podcast when I think it was dubbed. Somebody mentioned – a possible yeah. trade that almost happened at the trade deadline with the Astros looking at, you know, we kept thinking like who's, what teams are really interested in Contreras and why didn't it go down? And then you see dusty was the one who pretty much put the kibosh on, on a deal that was going down at the last minute for Contreras to the Astros. And dusty was basically making the point. I don't want to put words in his mouth. You can see that the quote on, on YouTube but basically, he's saying Contreras was in a contract year, and players in con- this is the way I interpret it players in contract years are worried about their numbers, their at bats, uh, their stats, all of those things. And he didn't want that type of guy on his roster while they were trying to win the World Series. He wanted a guy that was willing to play when he was told to play. And not worried about how many more bats he needed or what kind of impression he needed to make to get his contract. And he did say, I will say, you know, this is worth pointing out. He did say, I love Contreras. And I fully understand why guys are like that going into free agency. It Mm -hmm. makes sense. You're talking about millions of dollars and changing your family. And, you know, he didn't specifically say that was the way Contreras would be, but he sort of implied that he'd be worried about not getting enough at bats, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Interesting I, that it went down to that close yeah. that dusty had to be like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I won't I, lie. I mean, Sorry. Go
0: ahead.
2: Okay. I was just going to say that I, you know, I've seen people taking it the wrong way with dusty and uh, what he said. I don't, I think he just worded it poorly. I yeah. think, you know, cause he has a player's coach and he cares about, players and and them going to free agency and making yep. what they deserve and doing that stuff and i think that he again i'm not i could be completely wrong because i'm not in dusty's head but knowing dusty and, and how he cares about players and all that stuff it, it seems to me that he meant kind of what you were saying luke is that he didn't want a guy who is going into free agency going into, he's on his contract year um who is who it may cause an issue for them that they're not
1: playing every single yeah. day a- that. Anybody that was going into free agency yeah. is kind of the way I took it.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 he, he re, and he he and he when he said we didn't need him or kind of something like that or we didn't need a guy like that, um, I kind I kind of sounded weird. But at the end of the day, they didn't need Car- uh, Contreras to win the World Series. Win the World Series, sorry. Um, but I just I when I when I read that and it just didn't seem like it was a huge diss uh, at Contreras had a huge dig at him um like some people took it. it it more seemed to me like we didn't want a guy who we don't we basically we didn't want a guy who wants to play every day that we may not have room for him to play every right. single day we want we wanted someone that's going to be able to play uh you know odd odd number games or whatever and and not consistent at bats but will come in and isn't isn't worried about you know, trying to do his best and playing as many games as he can, trying to hit as many home runs as he can to boost his free agent stock. That's just, that's the way I took it. Um, not as a dig at Contreras, but more as
1: like, he's just not the guy we needed right now. kind yeah. of thing. I don't disagree with it necessarily either.
0: Yeah. I mean, in a way I, it made me want to take back some of the things that I've said positively about Dusty Baker, but uh, you know, whatever, it's fine. Like I, I understand where he's coming from and that's fine. I get it. Uh, So you want to, we can, we can time travel back to the trade deadline day. And, you know, we sat here and we talked about whether Jed overplayed his hand or not. Um, I guess that's still up for question. Uh, And I think Contreras' market is going to be very, very, very interesting. Um, You know, this, this off season, Uh, I, I just do not see him getting what, you know, he envisions, but we'll see. Some team might do it. Uh, obviously, we don't think the Cubs will unless he decides to take the qualifying offer. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I guess this 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 was a, you know, a, a big topic on the internet and I just don't really care anymore. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm ready to, like, I'm, I'm just, and it goes back to everything that I've said about how I'm tired of talking about Wilson Contreras. Like, and this is all the Cubs fault. This is all the Cubs' fault, and that's fine. I I I I consent to saying that and whatever. I don't care. I'm just like I'm just ready to see what happens with him at this point because we've heard rumor after rumor after rumor and this and this and that. And I've come to grips that I'm over it. So whatever.
1: Yeah, I I agree. It's gonna be fun to see. Um yeah. hey, we're gonna talk about another uh big name, former cub. And uh, maybe a little Hall of Fame action. Not getting any respect, not getting love, and why I the whole thing makes me uncomfortable. Uh, in a second, but first, uh, ComEd Energy Efficiencies Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. It can be done in person or virtually, and it lasts approximately two hours. It's a lot of time they're giving you. Within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, projected cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to ComEd.com PoweringBiz. That's ComEd.com PoweringBiz. And if you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd energy efficiency program representative, or you can email business at ComEd.com and request an assessment online on their website, which is ComEd.com slash facility assessment. Do it it's getting cold. Your energy uh, bill is going to be going up, you yeah. find ways to cut it before it happens.
0: You're going to need, you're going to need, uh, You know, all that electricity because you're going to be inside all winter and you're going to be riding on DraftKings, sweating NBA, NFL, yep. college basketball, college football bets from 11 a.m. until you go to sleep like I do. I do not have a problem. I'm just saying that that is what I do. And <laughs> NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off. This season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today with bigger payouts or with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where to go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code CHGO. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO, minimum minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the YouTube link description or in the podcast uh, information box, whatever you want to call it. And with that said, I have I have already won a college basketball bet today, and it feels so good. It's back, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Mississippi Valley State and Baylor for hitting the – Oh, Army.
1: no doubt about oh, that. At 11 a.m. Yeah. At 11
0: a.m., baby. I just needed Mississippi Valley State to put up 40 points. And they did, and Baylor scored like over 110.
1: Plus. What time change? <laughs> he's just—he's—he's. He's, doesn't matter. Daylight savings, not daylight savings. And we're going to gamble and we're on gonna be talking college basketball,
0: basketball futures on CHGO Bets daily at three o'clock. I can't wait. Uh, and that said, the Big Ten runs through Champagne. Book it, lock it in. Go to Indiana and place the bet
1: now. I'm still looking forward to the tailgate though, because I think the wind. While it might be colder this Sunday. I like the Bears' chances much better this week against the Lions. Oh, yeah. And it's still supposed to be sunny and cold, but no wind. I can dress for that. The wind is what we couldn't dress for. You know, yeah. we couldn't keep stuff on the tables, but it's ready to go. All chgo.com, all the food drinks included with the ticket. Uh, you can you can up that and even get your parking. If you're going to the game, you can you pay a little bit more than the 46 bucks and get parking as well. It's a nice safe parking lot. You're right at the end of Grant Park look at if you're watching go check out the youtube if you're watching listening to this podcast later what a great turnout i don't know what the numbers yeah. were 150 200 people but i mean the, the yeah, weather was not good and it was it was a healthy turnout on yeah. sunday oh look good at those temp. look at that I mean, look how good we look yeah look at wow those. Look at those. i really
0: those enju- i really love the crew neck i really love the crew neck it's the best just guys
2: being dudes Yep. yes
0: guys being dudes that yeah, should say good.
1: hashtag those dudes yeah there you go yeah. i don't know if that's a saying or not but i'm just <laughs> throwing it out there uh we hope to see it like you know i would like to see colada show up to this tailgate come oh, out yeah. break bread with us Near bread I, with I know i know
0: he's in florida i'm pretty sure he said that before that he's that's in florida okay. he should have been here for the dolphins game yeah, right that's I what i'm know. saying like maybe he's a dolphins fan i don't know but At the very least, if we don't see him at Bears tailgates, I have a feeling we'll be doing things related to the Cubs next year. So he better at least come to one of those if it's not. That's true.
1: That's true. Uh, So the Hall of Fame contemporary contemporary era baseball players ballot, is that what they call it, is out. And so December Mm -hmm. 4th, we'll find out who really gets it. No Sammy on the list, but you have Albert Bell, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Rafael Palmeiro, Curt Schilling, they're all on it. And this is all I'm going to say about this because I know people feel strongly about Sammy Sosa. Some of these guys are eventually going to get into the Hall of Fame. And if you put in Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and or Rafael Palmeiro, you better put in Sammy Sosa. It's just not right. Like none of these guys – First of all, they should all be in, in my eyes, like because there were so many people cheating. Listen, I get it, cheating—it's wrong. It, it was a bad, it was a black eye on the game, but it's been going on forever. You know, it's I'm gonna not going to stop any of the Astros players from getting into the Hall of Fame if they if they have a shot at it because they cheated in the in the World Series. Cheating happens all the time. Wow, and and they should be held to a higher standard, but these. There were, it was so rampant and overlooked by Major League Baseball on purpose. They they turned their yeah. they turned whole head away and ignored it. So now it I don't have it's all problem about the money. You. If you want to, if you want to just call that a separate era, if you want to make a separate corner of the Hall of Fame and just say, these are the players from this era to this era, and you can call it whatever you want, somewhere on it, somewhere, and you just mix everybody from that era into one spot. I'm fine with that, but. Sammy is no different than any of the guys that are on that list.
2: I will say I I was reading um, Cubs insider Evan Altman, and he pointed out, uh, so I guess it's this this committee is uh, specifically meant to reevaluate players who have been retired for more than 15 seasons. Um, And Sammy didn't officially retire until 2009. So there may be like a technicality in that. But whatever, I'm just saying if one of
1: these guys goes in, then Sammy better go too. Yeah,
2: well, I'm also considering the fact that Mark McGuire didn't make the list and he's been retired for like 20 years. So would Sammy have made it regardless of that technicality, if that's even the reason why?
1: Who knows? I don't know. I just don't like the whole thing. I I just can I go off? Can go I go ahead. Or? Go ahead and go off. By the way, Collada lives in Joliet, not Florida. Yeah. My bad, go. Collada. I I don't know why
0: I thought Florida, but
1: whatever. <laughs> same difference, Florida Joliet. <laughs> Florida Joliet what's similar, the difference? That's not the
0: Joliet, but whatever.
1: Uh okay.
0: So everyone knows my stance on Sammy Sosa, on how he should be welcome back to Wrigley and all that. Everyone knows if you've watched this podcast at least 10 times or listened to it at least 10 times, there has to have been one of them where I went yeah. on a rant about mm-hmm. how Sammy Sosa should be welcome back to Wrigley and all this. And in Sammy much, or
2: Yachty? it's it's one of those two is yeah, where the it, heard always lead to. Yeah.
0: Sure. Fine. We will we shall that guy retired. We should never speak of his his name again either. Um all I'm saying is and all I've ever said is that the guy was one of the – he was one half of what helped save the league because of the strike and all of that. And he hit 60-plus homers in consecutive years. And I don't care. I, I genuinely don't care that you cheated. Yeah, everyone's cheating. Everyone cheated. Everyone cheated before that era, taking – freaking there's no way you go watch the documentary about the the 86 mets i mean those guys were on drugs all the freaking time i'm just i and i don't know if that's cheating or not but either way people were doing drugs i don't I, i don't care those guys even the ones on that list help save the game even the pitchers in a way and also if you're gonna put kurt Schilling on that list who if you go look at his twitter timeline he's an awful person I'm and I, that's just the fact. It's just a fact. So you want to talk about character and all that bullshit? I then if you're gonna put Kurt Schilling on that list, then Sammy Sosa belongs on that list. That's just that's just what it is. That that is literally what it is. I'm sorry. That yeah, it is an absolute travesty. An absolute travesty that not only do the Cubs have not welcomed this guy back, but an absolute travesty that he that he never he, he didn't even get close to the vote that like Barry Bonds got and I understand Barry Bonds was way better player than him absolutely but the fact that he he didn't even get close even even close to get any kind of vote to to even sniff the hall of fame it's an absolute travesty I'm sorry that and I you're never no one all you people in the chat who are going to disagree with me you're not going to change my mind I'm going to the grave with this opinion and this thought you will have to put it on my tombstone next to the next to Yadier Molina's shitty ass stats. That'll be right next to it. Like it will go. It will. You're never going to be able to change my mind. Sorry. Yeah.
2: No. And for me, it all goes back to what Luke said. Is just that these guys, and even you know, a couple of them, never technically tested positive for steroids. Uh, they just a, assumed to be a Sammy Barry Bonds. I don't think corked. ever did. We can say he um, Yeah, That's he corked. But he never. The whole steroids thing never technically. Right. Positive people just assume that he was, uh, but it, for me, it goes back to what Luke said about how guys like Bud Selig and, and all the owners, and all like as when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were helping save baseball, they raked in the money and, and said nothing. Um, and then when the scandal broke out, they scapegoated them. And now a lot of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame, uh, even though he was had a huge hand in, in turning the blind eye to all that stuff that was going on. Like, there's no way. That they didn't know what was happening in their league, and guys um, so, who
0: have been attached to steroids are in the Hall of Fame. David Ortiz yeah, being just, one of just,
2: them. Yes, it's just a lot of hypocrisy um, coming stemming out of that. That guys like Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, you know, Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame uh, because of something that I don't know. I, I I hate the whole "everybody was doing it, so they should be allowed to" to argument. I don't like that um, because nothing there's no excuse for for cheating it's like if you're saying oh people are breaking the law so we should be allowed to too like Agreed. No, yeah you're no not. I, but, I agree with that but it, it just goes a back hypocr- to the hypocrisy thing. of guys like of guys that turn the blind eye to it all being yeah. able to go in the hall of fame and then the guys that did it aren't like
1: it's 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 a lot just a lot of hypocrisy that 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 leaves a bitter taste in my mouth the the guys <laughs> that tested positive go ahead and put an asterisk on their plaque Put them in a special section. I don't care if you want to. If you want to put proven cheaters from different eras in one section and call it the Hall of Shame in the Hall of Fame, I don't care what you should. But it just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I don't have any more yeah. to say about it than that.
0: It just goes back to everything that I've said about the Hall of Fame, and it's that they just continuously find ways to discredit themselves. Like, like the the people who run it, they 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 claim to hold themselves to such a high standard but then they but then they actually put some guys that are that
1: are in the hall of fame so i i just i don't understand do i do i hold i'm listen we're not idiots do i hold ryan sandberg higher than i hold sammy sosa yes because i know rhino didn't cheat and sammy did but that doesn't mean i think sammy doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame because it's in my eyes representative of the greatest players in baseball and some of them mm-hmm. were cheating some of them were not cheating Pete Rose bet on baseball, I don't care. Put him in the Hall of Fame. I want to see plaques and photos of the best players that ever played the game. I'm not saying that has to be the best people. And I know that is part of what the Hall of Fame believes in. I don't personally believe in that. I I don't need a Hall of good guys. I need a Hall of great players. I'm
0: sure some of those guys before black people were allowed to even play in the league. I'm sure they were just great dudes, Luke. I'm sure they were. (laughs)
2: Now – now no, we've had added it. a
0: whole other podcast. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Luke, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned Pete Rose. Real quickly, I'm glad you mentioned Pete Rose because like Wrigley Field is building a freaking sports book connected to it at this point. Like right. when are we yeah. gonna get over the fact that Pete Rose never actually didn't throw a game for money? He just bet on games that he played in or managed, right? That was yeah. one of the two. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe both. Like when are we gonna get over
0: that? That yeah. that and the Reds. That. The Reds are <laughs> building a sports book outside their yeah. park, ironically. Yeah. So just know. get over it.
1: All right. So tomorrow, Corey (laughs) Friedman joins us on the podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about Shohei Otani, possible deals. Uh, The Athletics throwing some scenarios out for each team that might. We're going to create, we're going to talk about their scenario. We'll create some of our own scenarios. Um, And we may have, you know, we may have some information trickling in. You never know. Sometimes the little stuff filters out of the uh, GM meetings and you hear a little hear a little something-something. Maybe some of that will come out by tomorrow's podcast. Hope you'll join us, uh 120 on Tuesday. Thanks for joining us for the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. For Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. We will see you tomorrow. Until then, fly the W. ILL, go Eastern.